global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Energy and financial shares are dragging the stock market lower as investors shy away from riskier assets. Banks are retreating for a second session with J.P. Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs down at least 2.8%. Comments from Bank of England Governor Mark Carney are rekindling concerns that Britain's exit from the European Union will further weigh on tepid global growth. Carney warned today of prospects for a material slowing of the economy amid developing risks from Britain's EU decision. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average is down 125 points, seven-tenths of a percent, at 17,823. S&P 500 down 17 points, eight-tenths of a percent, at 2,086. The Nasdaq is down 50 points. That's a loss of 1 percent. It's trading at 48.12. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down $2.25 a barrel, 4.6 percent, at 46.74. Spot gold up $18.40 a ounce at 13.57.40. And the 10-year Treasury up 22.30 seconds with a yield of 1.37 percent. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. From June the 23rd, when the electorate in the United Kingdom voted to exit the European Union, the pound sterling has lost more than 12% against the U.S. dollar. Here to tell us more about this ongoing story is David Buick. He is a market commentator for Panmure, Gordon and Company, and he joins us now from London. David, thank you very much for being with us. Pim, Kathleen, greetings to both of you. Tell us, who is Theresa May? And what is her vision for the future of the United Kingdom and for the Tory party? Theresa May has just been through the first ballot to become the leader of the Conservative Party and the next prime minister. She polled over 160 votes, which is pretty much half. Her nearest rival was Andrea Leadsom with 63. And in third place was Michael Gove, who was the old Justice Secretary with 48 and a young fellow called Stephen Grabb come in with 32, and Liam Fox has been li- eliminated with 18. Theresa May has been Home Secretary uh, for six years. She was basically very quiet at the ca- during the campaign, but she was a Ramon rather than a, somebody who wants that, with, we believe, some kind of reservation. And we have been entirely reliant in the course of the last nearly two weeks on the calming influence of our governor of the Bank of England, Mark Carney, because the UK government has basically been moribund. We've had a couple of speeches from George Osborne, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, one fairly reassuring and one quite sensible, suggesting that rather than have an austerity budget, which he was suggesting with all kinds of horrific ideas, he's come back saying he'd like to cut corporation tax down from the current level of 20% down to 15 or even 14%, with a view, Pim, of being able to compete with all the other nations in the world for attracting overseas business. The only country that comes close to that, of course, is the Republic of Ireland, which has a 12.5% corporation tax rate, but that is a fairly small country with only about 3.5 million people, so it's not exactly a huge competition for London. So, David... Uh the immediate order of business as that as we watch uk politicians vying for that top job and 
get ready for the parliament to vote and put that person in place. Certainly, if you're Mark Carney, the immediate impact is the the very weak pound and the fact that it could uh, hit capital flows at a time when you need to fund your current account deficit, which is something like 7% of GDP. Today he mentioned that. When he spoke and announced steps to uh, help the banks lend more, he also mentioned already seeing an impact on the commercial real estate market. What are the markets watching more closely? Basically what they're short of. I mean, all those comments that you made, Mark Carney did make. Of course he did. But what we are at the moment, unfortunately, is rudderless without leadership. And markets and the community cope very well with good and bad news. What they can't cope with is uncertainty. And we have had some pretty fierce, uh, how could I describe it best, uh, campaign fear, which has turned into campaign reality, which is like serving it up like John the Baptist said on a charger. Uh, in other words, if you want to be Sodom and Gomorrah or prophet of doom and end up in the vortex of despair... That's how you said about it. And in my opinion, some of the rhetoric from the establishment has been hysterical. And of course, if you want something to happen badly, it will do. And of course, when it sees a government with, which is rudderless for the period of really basically two weeks, in fact, it's probably longer than that because during the campaign, there wasn't much sign of any intuition or any innovation at all. And of course, we've seen as Mark Carney pointed out today, commercial real estate uh, turnover dropped by 50% because investors are reluctant to invest in any country unless it shows drive, zest, verve, and some innovation. We've also seen the domestic housing market, which is such an important part of our economy, virtually come to a grinding halt. And today, of course, we had the PMI service sector, which fell below 50, which is the red light warning that things aren't good, coming down, coming in at about 46. So Mark Carney is much too smooth an operator and also much too clever and he's statesmanlike in his looks, but he would have smiled like a Cheshire cat because he more or less tried to forecast this some time ago in stating very clearly that he felt it was the wrong move for the United Kingdom to come out of the European Union. So what is going to happen is that We've seen what's happened with the stock markets, which is quite clear, because the FTSE 100, which is based, about 70% of the earnings are on dollar earnings, and the rest of it up another 10% on euros. So if the pound goes down, whoopee, we do very well. But what is interesting is the FTSE 250, which is 250 companies, half the sort of size of the S&P 500, but that is much more a barometer of life in the United Kingdom. And since that fateful day, the 22nd of June, the uh, FTSE 250 has dropped by about 11%. That is very, very significant. And I think the FTSE 100 would have dropped, but for the value of the pound, which has obviously been in the favor of those people who've got equities in drug companies, tobacco companies, some banks, and various other issues. But what we need, above everything else in this country, is a restoration of confidence and It is pretty horrific thought, as far as I'm concerned, that it's going to be the 9th of September before we know when we have our next Prime Minister. David Buke, eloquently put, we thank you so very much for joining us from London today. He's market commentator at Panmure Gordon & Co., talking to us about uncertainty, talking us about what uh, the, the difficulty of not having a prime minister at a time when so much needs to be done. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes with Kim Fox. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to take stock of currencies. The Japanese yen 
Gains more than 1%, 101.53. And also a look at the pound sterling and the euro against the dollar.